Welcome to Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joining the phone, I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Good evening. And I also have Todd. Hi, Todd. I'm here. Ready to roll. Very nice. No no real little announcements. We'll just kind of get through these plugs here. So, uh, Fatty Z Muskie Products, kind of is in the name of the podcast. And uh, it's big supporter. In fact, I'd say primary supporter of this podcast. You can find uh, our baits at Muskie Tackle Online, which I did get an email just the other day. All of the last shipment, that nice order that they got, is up on the site, and there's another reorder. So look for more baits to be coming in the future as I get those painted and shipped out. And you can also find the baits at Team Rhino Outdoors. That's another online site. And Hogan's Hut, if you like to walk in. And what little town is that? Stowe. Stowe. I thought it was Stowe. I didn't want to mess that one up. I just call it Chautauqua, which is like an enormous area. Yeah. So. It's it's sort of everybody does around here. It's just Chautauqua. (laughs) Right. Even though. Jamestown to Mayville. And yeah. It takes you a half hour to drive from one end to the other in a car. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. But regardless. You can, uh, brick and mortar store, you can go right in there. And O'Donnell's. O'Donnell's Sports Center has some, yep. Yep, so that, um, for the baits, that's it. Uh, the website, I don't have any baits up on that because I don't have any here. Imagine that. So, <laughs> uh, rod holders. We have plenty of rod holders, but again, they continue to surprise me how many are getting shipped out on a daily basis. I'm doing my best here. Um, right now, everything's in stock. That's that's uh, to the best of my knowledge. And, um, you know, we continue to keep making stuff. We're, I'm going to probably say, depending on machine time, we might have those new uh, fully machined aluminum clamshell, the rebuilds for down east. We should have a whole boatload of them, I would hope, in a couple weeks. We got to see how things go on the machines. Uh, but we will be shipping out more orders as they get pre-orders as they get complete but if you're looking to set up a boat feel free to reach out uh in fact i have one boat coming into our shop tomorrow for a little bit of uh engineered installation i'm going to say i don't want to use the c word uh we're going to be putting some track (laughs) on a boat and uh we got to get a little crazy with it but that's coming in tomorrow and we're going to hammer that one out so where there's a will there's a way some people can look outside the box and get it figured out with me through texting and pictures and hand sketches and uh those are the best ones that i can work with is people who have an open mind so if you think it's impossible give me a shot i'd love to i'd love to take a swing at it so and with that muddy creek muddy creek fishing guides mcfishandguides.com Check out the website. We've got lots of nights, night, neat, neat stuff going on there. Uh, if you want to book a trip, give us a call. We'll see what we can do. I don't think Vance and I have anything really open till October. However, you know, with this travel ban, I've been flipping and flopping. So they put a travel ban in the state of New York, all this COVID crap. And uh, Ohio people, they got to, yeah. So I had some Ohio people cancel. I had five of the next seven times I was fishing were with Ohio people. Some are coming, some aren't. 
got them filled back in. I don't who knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen with all this stuff. So, but we don't have an opening, Vance. That's your next stuff, right? October, <laughs> uh, October 27 and 28. Yeah. And I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at too. I think I have like 20 and 21 for some odd reason, but, uh, I'm not really too concerned about filling that, but you know, give us a call. We'll do what we can. Uh, I think we, we are getting start up in the 20, 2021. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah. I don't really want to get into that till the season's over, but we could do that. Really. Yeah. I mean, I've already got people in the books for 2021. So. Yeah, it's easy. But, All you need is a $200 non-refundable down payment. I just can't yeah. wait. <laughs> I can't. I'm just. I opened up the books for 2021 uh, early because I can't wait for this year to be over. Yeah, you know, with all the crap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just changing every day. We don't. I mean, Vance and I can do what we can. I mean, we're going to talk about this later. I mean, it's been the COVID thing. Can we start? Can we not start? Uh, originally we weren't going to be able to start till, you know, three weeks into the season or two weeks into the season. Then we could. So you already talked to people. Then you got into this and then they're putting travel bans and then people from Ohio can't come to the state and da da da. It's, it's been a shit show. There's no other way to put it. So Very but true. That's, that, that's the year we're all dealing with, you know, it's not just us. We are making a living at doing this. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Got it. We'll do uh, what we can do. If you come up to fish with us, uh, you'll be fishing out of Ranger Boats. Big shout out to them for sponsoring this podcast. That's not an easy sponsor to get. Um, shout out to Vix Sports Center. Uh, also not an easy sponsor to get. It, you uh, got to go, go there and check out their boats. Fishermen who set up fishing boats um, look no further than Vix. They sell Starcraft, Starwells, uh, Tritons, Rangers. They got used inventory. Uh, check them out. Good people. Um, but if you go there, you might have to quarantine for 14 days. Um, <laughs> um, Do, it online. Do it online. Andy, yes. Andy, have you left the state? since this all happened he's a law-abiding citizen i don't think he has um i'm gonna say early on i did take a little trip into new york did you okay real real early on but there were no bands at that time i talked Mm, to nobody i don't know (laughs) let's just say this i didn't talk to anybody (laughs) and okay I actually. Just wondering. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think here. Did I even get out of the truck? I did get out of the truck one time. <laughs> yes, that th- there was a, a a time that I was actually walking properties in New York, and I went up to scope a couple of them out, and I okay. literally I didn't talk to anybody. I barely yeah. saw anybody. It was just a couple miles across the state line, but okay. So yes, I did leave the state. I'm, I'm proud of. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm I'm a rebel over Edinburgh. here. Yeah, you you are a rebel. You've left Edinburgh. Yeah. Yes. It was and good. So I mean, it was just, a probably just, a total of an hour. I was outside the state. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, when you left, um, I'm sure you had your Saint Croix rod with you. <laughs> Best rod on earth, mostly made in the U.S. Uh, check them out. Use them, abuse them. We always say that. 
Um, Jesus, we haven't got our our, uh, our rods yet this year. I don't. I don't God, know what's going on. Yeah, I can't wait until we do. Oh my God, I need them. Yeah, <laughs> my rods are in, look in bad shape, and I saw your boat today, and there's duct tape on them. And oh, well, yeah, you have a, you have like a athletic tape on them for some. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's the only thing I had. I'm using rod. I'm using a rod right now <laughs> in my down rod. That was my buddy, Phil, who passed away in 2008. Uh, well, that's not funny. No, well, I mean, it's not funny, but I mean, that's, I'm, that's what I'm down to. <laughs> the rods are, <laughs> I'm using that rod. I always just savored it and got it out every once in a while, special occasion. That's like a main rod to, Corks broken off the bottom half, and what about yeah. that one I broke it's, like two two years ago? That eight footer. Yeah, that's like still around. You, you had to, you like use some serious vice grips to get that reel off. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, that thing. We it's were in a bad good. situation that year. Yeah, Big Pat. I know he'll listen to this podcast. He broke my last two all stars. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did back two in a back. row, two in a row, a year and a half apart. We even talked about it. Jeez, on on decent fish too, right? Yeah, one was a forty-four, one was a forty-seven. Yeah, yeah. I broke him when I tipped up the down rod. Ah, uh, to grab. Mm. He's like, this rod's broken. I'm like, what? What? What are you talking about? The rod's fine. I'm looking up at the rod, and then I looked down at the handle. I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's broken in front of. This deer was broke in front of the reel. So I was like trying to help him hold the reel plus reel everything in. We had a good day, though. We got a big one. So for us, a big one. Need need athletic tape. Yeah. You You could get some really strong glue throwing this back to an inside joke that Vance might understand. (laughs) That's the Great. first time it happened, I sent you the message that a couple of years ago. Remember, Andy, I sent you, said, do you have any grill oh. glue or something? Can you fix this thing for me? Andy's yeah, like, and I also, nah, I, don't know. <laughs> I remember you were just dumping epoxy down into real seats and stuff at one point. Oh, yeah. And that... Somebody once asked for deer antler glue. <laughs> <laughs> that was the reference I was talking about. Okay, that's what that's what I was. It it, it hit me at once. Since deer antler glue, I'll that's explain off the show. I'll explain okay. off the show. <laughs> okay, you know, <laughs> so anyhow, you can glue hopefully. your deer antlers back on. <laughs> oh, it's pretty self-explanatory. It doesn't yeah. involve. It doesn't involve my bad hunting. I'm, it's not your not. hunting. Okay, I no, thought that was coming back to your hunting situation. No, Vance is walking around Mackenzie Target antlers. <laughs> the big oh, half rack he got last year. The giant half rack he got last year. Huge. It was a full rack earlier that year. <laughs> it was. It was a half rack before I dr- I drug it too. <laughs> then it turned into a doe. <laughs> so it is deer antler glue. That's your <laughs> no. No, no, no. This no. is even funnier, but we, we can't talk okay. about it. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We'll let it go. This is off-air stuff. <laughs> okay. Anyways, last plug, Muskie's Inc. Hit them up. Muskie's Inc. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. 
check them out, Muskies Inc. Uh, they're your sounding voice for anybody that wants to get something done in muskie fishing. Every state that has muskies pretty much has one right now. Um, I think if you musky fish and you care about uh, the actual musky fish, you should be a member. It's about 45 bucks a year. And um, that's as much as a bait nowadays. Um, check them out. Sounding voice. Get involved. Get involved in the tournaments that are pretty much not happening in 2020. But that's a perk. <laughs> something to look forward to and and of course uh the lunge log the uh camaraderie if you're new uh you can shorten your learning curve by just hanging out at meetings and picking something up here and there whether it's a bait on a lake or something like that check them out fun stuff uh we love having people on from muskies inc um you know muskies inc pretty much opened up our uh relationship with jared sayers and vice versa so uh we're doing good things at chapter 16 uh with the pfgc um and it all comes back to muskie's inc so check them out excellent one final announcement before we talk about other things i'm don't know. I haven't got an update on this, but I'm still going to talk about it. The Fall Family Fishing Derby, Saturday, September 26th. It's at Caesar Creek State Park, Waynesville, Ohio. It's at 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can register at fishdonkey.com. For more information, uh, go to bbcwilmington.org. It's put on by the uh, Baptist Church of Wilmington. Um or you could uh, reach out to Matt Richardson at 937-369-5285. For more information, we'll talk more about this as it approaches. If it's still on, we don't know, but yeah, here we are. There, There's that. So, Okay. So, let's see, a lot of crazy stuff going on, but I wanted to hit briefly or long. I don't give a crap. Vance, you talked about using Ray-Ban sunglasses a few shows ago. Mm-hmm. And you you tried some other stuff. So tell us tell us your thoughts on Ray-Bans and then tell us what you what you did and why you did it and your thoughts on it. I love Ray-Bans. I'm very partial to that brand. I've always worn them um, for style, for uh, usability on the water as well. Um, they came out with a new lens. That was to um, compete with Maui Jim. Maui Jim is essentially like a blue water lens, uh, supposed to be one of the best polarized lenses uh, on the market. And uh, so they came out with this one that uh, competed with this this Maui Jim. It was called like the Chromance or something like that. Very terrible name. I would have gone a different way. Was but it okay? What was the name? Chromance, like romance, but chromance. Or I thought you said bromance. Oh. I'm like, what? Yeah, you bought a, a bromance lenses. Anyway, so uh, they're really good. They help you see in the water, uh, whether it's uh, Hawaii or Caribbean blue, uh, or you know, inland lake lo- waters or Great Lakes waters. They they work really really well. However, because of uh, 
my brand loyalty, I really couldn't find a frame. So that, that I really enjoyed um, the, through, through, uh, through Ray-Ban. So I, I bought this one. I thought it was going to be everything I needed. Uh, and it didn't hold up. It held up with the visual. I could see very, very good into the water. However, it let too much light in the lens. And normally that doesn't bother. It, it, explain, explain that. Okay. So by letting too much light in the lens, meaning say these are a large square, almost aviator style uh, sunglass. There is around your orbital bone, um, you know, you want when you're fishing, you want that to kind of be encapsulated. But um, there's large gaps this, between the lenses in your lo- face. Yes, essentially that. Uh, and it was right, like, it was right on the bone. So this, let, can, a, yeah, yeah. Let, this, this, let, this let a lot of light in at the end of the day. And I really don't care. Um, but you do because I, I didn't care much because one, I'm not casting with clients. Yeah. You're watching people fish. I'm, wa- I'm watching <laughs> yeah. people fish. So it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really matter. I'm watching people fish, educating them to cast correctly, to increase their chance of hooking up. Unlike some people who cast nonstop and then say we had an X amount of day and, uh, took pictures with fish and got 14 mm-hmm. likes on their Instagram page. But so we don't care about that stuff. Um, but when I was netting the client's fish that they actually caught, um, I was having trouble seeing it. It was like last light, you know, from say 6 PM to eight 30 or something like that. That sun starts coming down. I don't care. I feel like anywhere I'm at on, on the lake that we fish, it's always to my back. Um, and it's, it's, it's peering in and, and, you know, the fish is on, it's going crazy, and I'm trying to look in, and that sunlight is getting into, um, you know, my my lenses, and mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. blinding me. Um, so, I really got me thinking, and, and taking a bunch of people out, they have these other style of, um, of, of glasses, and I've had, you know, on, on the... I had, you know, Walmart pairs. I had pugs, things like that. Stuff you can just pick up at a gas station for extras if people need them while casting. And I just threw those ones on instead because I couldn't see out of these, you know, rather expensive sunglasses. Um, yeah. They didn't fit my face, you know. Um, and that leads me to say that I think that that sunglass, it needs to kind of almost act like a goggle uh, yeah. when, it, when it comes to... Um, when it comes to casting in that last light, it's almost like having a high end optic for those last five minutes of light that you can have. You got to go. You, you have to go to Termina- Terminator style. Pretty much. Around. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I buy them. <laughs> Terminator 1984 style. Yeah. No, they wrap, no wrap, wrap around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I've had the same thing. I bought some new ones this year. I buy like two or three pair of those, as you said, to buy them online and get those like you know cheaper ones. But you know, I don't have a pair like Andy takes care of his glasses. Mm-hmm. I yep. don't take care of my glasses. You only have one <laughs> set of eyes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I have... take care of my eyes, but they're my glasses are in the 
camp. They're in the boat. They're in, they're everywhere. But I got a bunch of them. But if they're not wrapped around, I have a I have a couple pair of like Vance just said that like you know more stylish ones and this and that. There's times when I can't. Even, I'm looking. The sun's behind me. And I'm I'm having. I'm like, what's that? What's that light? I can't even see the depth finder. Mm-hmm. The sun is getting in behind there, so that's why I buy the old Terminator. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. So, so wrap it up. The so, uh, go, go ahead, Andy. Okay, so Vance, when I hear the brand Ray Ban or Maui Jim, I think of more lounging, casual style frames of of sunglasses. Not a. I don't. I don't equate them with a serious. Uh, like their most of their model lines are not dedicated to serious fishermen. Is, is that is that kind of correct? I've never really. I bought mine That's like correct. eleven years ago, and I've never really. And which ones do you have? Andy? I I have Costas Phantom Costas, and they're yes. they're five eighty P's. Yeah. No, they're five eighty G. They're glass glass models. Um, but the, and, you, and you have like different lenses to go in there. Nope, they are just green oh, mirror every day of the year. Same okay, and they're 11 years old. I think I mm-hmm. picked them up off of eBay, they're genuine for like 180 bucks or something mm-hmm. back in 2009. And uh, so far, yeah, they're, cost- them. they're costing me less than 15 bucks a year, yeah, <laughs> to have yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I see those ones where they have all the different shades and this and that. I look at them, I go, Oh, that's really cool. And I think, Where are you gonna I'm keep never them? Gonna- I'm never, I'm never even going to be able to find these in a few years. <laughs> yeah, H3O does that. They had a booth across from us down at Muskie Maps. Yeah, and they were very nice, and I thought about grabbing them, but it was just like, it, it, I'm trying It's, to it's another thing to I don't carry. Know what I'm gonna, yeah, I was like, I'm, nev- I'm not going to change, I'm never going to change the lens. Whatever one's in there, that's the one I'll use. Someday I'll break them, and I'll be like, oh, there's those lenses that went with those glasses I used to have. <laughs> any more right. packing that's, that's just me packing for stuff i mean i think everyone does their phone wallet keys thing like adam sandler but i have mm-hmm. an, i have another <laughs> one i carry a small little leatherman with me and a little uh channel lock and that, uh, that has goes come in handy many times for us v- very much that's why i i bring it because yeah. i feel yep. worthless without it but but yeah. now if you're like uh, phone wallet keys wrenches lenses <laughs> Yeah. You know, all this other accessory exactly. stuff. How much can I put in my pocket? Yeah. But uh, so, anyways, <laughs> the 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 bread and butter for Maui gyms and Ray Bans are more of a casual, uh, casual informal kind of sun uh, eyewear. Correct, Vance. You could call them beachwear. You could call them just everyday use. You know, very very much geared towards style. However, Maui gyms do. Uh, they do appeal to the fishermen. They did jump on that. Then years later, Ray-Ban is trying. And they're making strides with it um, because now you can design your own um, essentially frame uh, for these lenses. Um, So they're, they're trying because people realize that there is a market for sunglasses in the billion dollar industry that fishing is. And um, so they're, they're trying that, but that's a lot of rigmarole. And when you go buying sunglasses, you kind of just want to pick the one up and leave the store with it quick, quick buy. Um, 
something like that. You know, I didn't have uh, the luxury of doing that, but I wanted to, obviously we're talking about this because I wanted to get a new pair of sunglasses clients. I, I, I brought out, uh, had some of the Costa series. Um, and I finally, uh, tried a couple on, of course, after sanitation and, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I found a pair that I, that I liked. So I went on eBay and boom, in, in Pulse Buy and bought a couple pairs. And what did I, have they came what in? What did I find? So there was two lenses that I bought. One was, a, they were plastic. They're not glass. They're polycarbonate. Get it correct. Thank you. Um, <laughs> one was for like a deep uh, blue water. And the other one was kind of like an, an amber lens, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, There's times that's really nice. Times it is really nice. Yeah. So that that deep dark water thing, it's okay during the daytime. Um, on a on a really sunny day, um, it, it really dulls uh, dulls that shine off the water and things like that. Um, but when it would start to get dusky and stuff, you couldn't see a thing. It it might as yeah. well have been midnight out. Um, and I really wasn't liking how it looked on like the Chautauqua water where one day, you know, it's really stainy and then the other day it's really clear. I kind of didn't really like it. So I'm sending those back and I, for just all purpose, multi-purpose, I'm using kind of this amber lens. I think it's the green one that Andy's talking about in mm-hmm. the polycarbonate. And on a day like today where it was rainy. Today and, was a rough day for sunglasses. I had mine on and off 10 times. Yeah. So like because a day, it, yeah. it was it was dark, you know. Mm-hmm. So if I were to use those those deep blue lenses, it was tough. Um, yeah. But you put these like amber lenses on and boom, it yep. looks like it's a normal summer day out there. Mm-hmm. Like you could see like a mile down the lake and you could see somebody trolling a mass system with big planer boards and you could see the line yeah, connecting to those. That's how like with certain lenses, with the lens that I'm currently yeah. using. Yeah. So I was yeah. just like, this is really sweet. It was just like a whole new world, you know? Do I you... think I wore a pair of your Ray-Bans at one of, we went to one of the tournaments. Do you remember that, Vance? I, I think you, you, yeah, you've used them because in the past for an emergency. It, it was in the tiller, so it had to be done at Cave Run. The tiller, tiller gear. Bit. And, uh, when you took off, my glasses flew off my head. And you're like, don't lose these ones. These are not $10 Walmart glasses. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember that. It's the best you've ever looked, honestly. Very stylish. That. Yeah. <laughs> Very stylish. Might have been stylish. Again, not good for <laughs> no, no. musky fish. They were just like all. glasses, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so the, the frames were in a star shape or hearts. No, they. Probably, I think they were Clubmasters or Wayfair too. They were ones that like clipped together or something. Yeah, they were Wayfair. Like, Be like, careful I, there. Maybe I should. I should just go without these. Yeah. Uh, then they were. Then those were the Clubmasters. Mm-hmm. Really, they were, you had them folded up into a little. They were folded up into a little ball, and you're like, here, yeah. these, don't let these blow up your head. 
Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> they were very popular in the beat generation. Uh, yes. And I've, I've read a lot of those, those guys stuff. Uh, not the tiller generation, not the tiller generation, but so I tiller. fell in love with those, those two <laughs> styles of, of glasses. And I was like, these will transition nice into fishing. They did not at all. Did yes. <laughs> Double duty. <laughs> Yeah. You want to spend so, nights in the club and then go out fishing all day? Buy these. Clubbing, whatever you want. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I uh, I got these pair of coasters. I'm in with this green amber lens thing in the polycarbonate. Helps me see, blocks that last light of sunlight. I like that comparison to say it's like good optics if, if for your last shot at a, a buck or something like that at night a deer whatever it is nice uh, it yeah. can does it, it do well really, on big water and small water a net job oh yeah of course that was <laughs> that was one of the selling points <laughs> works on big water and small water it's old okay so um do you think it's the the lens tinting or do you think it's the change in frame how it wraps around your face tighter frame you think that's the big thing is i've been wearing term i've been wearing those terminators ever since i ever got a pair and every other one i put on buy them take them out doesn't wrap that sun gets in i mean if todd can't wrap yo yo yeah you gotta wrap gotta wrap it up gotta wrap it up yo yo up done no doubt yeah so guys have made fun of me They've said that you're wearing like uh, 1980s volleyball glasses right now. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, are they like those really <laughs> like the rectangle ones? No. <laughs> like they have oh, like yeah. LEDs that no, kind of make a little bit, the, but like the whole thing's they the make, same shape yeah. all the way across, yeah. and you're wearing yeah. like a like a <laughs> nylon polymer suit. I like I like putting them on when I look in the mirror at Walmart and saying, okay, I look like the Terminator. I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm good. These ones will work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that or like Breath the Hitman hard stuff. Those ones are sweet. Yes. They do. That's the only way to get that glare. As you just said, there's times I'm trying to look at my depth finder and that glare is coming in from the backside. I can't see. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's it's awful. Got to cover up. Yeah, like I, I've been out of the game for a long time, but something that I find myself halfway off in cleaning my glasses is because I can like take my eyebrows and like squeeze the top and bottom frame, like like I can actually like suck them to my face. And I, I mean, do, are yours that close? Like I can get it to where I can actually muscularly squeeze these lenses on my head, like if I'm going I mean, fast. You have very talented eyebrows. I've been I've been working out. I'm glad you noticed. There's times that it's you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but you know what I'm saying? You can get them so tight oh, yeah. to your face, and you can like yeah, raise you your eyebrows, and then just like yeah. gravity hold them in place. <laughs> I've tried them on where it's like this is too close to my eyes because my eyebrows are hitting them, or my eyelashes are hitting them. That's, That's how you know they're tight. That might yeah, be a sign tight. of hyperthyroid as well. So. We yeah. have to keep that. Always consider that. Extreme, what extreme big, eyebrow big movement? <laughs> no, when your eyeballs bulge out of your head, 
Well, mm. I, I wasn't bulging. I'm talking my, my eyelashes. Oh, okay. <laughs> eyelashes. Like that's that, pressing that, that, against that, the window like a dog's nose. <laughs> that's very yeah. That that's that's very irritating if they're wrapped too tight and you're every time you blink, it, it hit the glasses. Yeah. I wonder if some they're... are too tight and they give you huge headaches too. You know. Oh, some do. I sometimes yeah. I come back home here and I take my glasses off, take my hat off, and I will look in the mirror. And there's a ring from my hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a, indentation, a line from the sunglasses mm-hmm. <laughs> pressed into your head. Yeah, no doubt. It's like, no wonder I had a little bit of headache at the end of the day there. <laughs> <laughs> this that would be not eating and drinking. We're compressing all this knowledge into this head. Yeah. No. <laughs> it starts spilling out through your ears in the form of blood. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this would be very easily looked up, and I just came to this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Why don't they make tinted polarized contact lenses, or like even that would be like, insane? I mean, they have the colored ones. Like I know it doesn't affect your vision, I know. Though, but I mean, I'm putting my fingers in my eyes twice a day. Okay, um, Andy. Yeah, you need to be quiet right now because you might have just hit on something. Are you going to be developing this? No, we can get somebody to develop it, but a polarized okay. contact lens. And that would what? What's more protection have, for your eye than I'm, that? Yeah, I mean that is insane to think about. Polarized con- con- contact lens. Now it would have to be directional being put in your eye because if you take a polarized lens, how you can check to see if it's actually real polarized and not just says it. Is you, if you turn it at a 90. Turn it at a 90 and it just looks different. Yeah, yeah, that's right. To another screen. Or you can even like do it in the water. Which could almost act Very as a screen. True. But we could we could figure something out. Fat is the musky products check and, out. And eye care. Uh, coming coming soon. <coughs> Polarized. You want to put put your finger lenses. in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know, something to think about there. But something to think about when you're in uh, the market for sunglasses. Make sure they encompass the entire uh, the frame encompasses your entire eye, and uh, you don't let any light in. I guess that's like the biggest takeaway on this is you can have the great lenses, like you know, like Vance you've had. But if you can get, if sunlight can travel b- between the gap of the frame and your face and put a reflection between your, mm-hmm. put sunlight between your eye and the lens, it, it's almost useless. Mm-hmm. It so, is. I mean, it's it's something that you, you want to absolutely consider. It might not be as stylish. I mean, mine look great on my face with no smile and a cutoff. Did, Andy, you look good. I know no why. It doesn't I mean, matter. I hear that every day when I walk down the street with no mask. Styling, profiling. <laughs> You're always looking good. The cat calls. I, I, it's embarrassing yeah. in front of my wife and kids. Yeah. You're like, don't, don't do that right now. My wife is right she, behind me. She, she's yeah, right behind me. She's carrying my stuff. I mean, she's so used to it by now. It's just like, whatever. But anyways. Understand. I understand. Yeah. So 
switching gears a little bit here, I got a question. Like, I'm going to start this off with a question because I can see it going in places we don't want it to go pretty quickly. But let's let's do something here. So a hot-button topic, as it is every June, July, August, and September, is water temperature stuff. So I want, I want to start off. I kind of want to phrase this as questions to get people to start thinking on their own. Um, cause I think it's real easy to jump on a bandwagon without actually putting any thought into any of this. Um, so this is a real world case example. Okay. Um, I'm going to probably say two weeks ago, a local body of water was approaching the dreaded 80 degree mark. Okay. Approaching. I'm going to probably say, what would you mm-hmm. guys say this body of water hit 80 degrees for what length of time? Like one day, two days, two weeks, five days, something. Depends a lot on where you go. Let's just pick a, pick a, on average, pick a spot. How many days do you think it was there? Two. I was, I was going to say three. Okay. I was going to say two or three, but, two and a half, really. But, but depends on where you went. Yeah, so I'm just I want I want to kind of We're just gonna, I'm not going to get too too specific. Just, yeah, yeah. I I, I want to put mm-hmm. logical, independent thought into people because there's too much jumping on bandwagon stuff. I kind of want to yeah put it this way. Let's let's do some devil's advocate work here. Okay. Mm-hmm. First off, I think some of this is way overblown, and and it is more or less just let's publicly lynch people. I'm gonna that's my position, so everyone knows. Right here, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that extremes. Right, wrong. Yeah, there there are yeah. cases that, and there's you have to look at this as a, from a full spectrum of perspectives on this. Let's okay. So two days, three days. I'm gonna go extreme. Four days. Mm-hmm. It was so leading up to it, it was below eighty, and then for four days, mm-hmm. it was at. Or above eighty, not reaching above what was the warmest, and on on the whole, eighty one, eighty two. Well, give us a number. What do you it think? It depended where you went. Like I went some spots where I did not fish, and I so I did see recently highest temp I ever saw in this lake. How algae hot? blown, algae blown water, eighty five, and guess what? You fished we, the crap out of it, and you left a bunch of floaters. No, we went home. Okay. All right. So you had an extreme situation, 85, but do you think it was mm-hmm. fair that the majority of the average was 81, 82? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I could have found that for sure. Okay. Found it. So 81, 82. So as, as you guys start thinking about this one in your head, so you have 78, 79. It might have stayed that way, whatever. It got to 80, 81, 82 for four days. It was above the 80-degree mark. And uh-huh. then a cold rain comes in and brings the temp down. So we're going to just inch go— Inch and a half of rain. Inch and a half of rain. And now the temperature went from, let's just say, on the average high, 82, to now you've had a week of about, what, 76? Uh-huh. Is that about right? I don't want to mis- yep. misrepresent this. So— with one rain event, it dropped it six degrees. 
on the average on the whole lake. Now, every every situation's different. But was so the question that I propose and for people to think about that might just jump on bandwagons is was that truly Now, granted, you you did have 82 degrees on your fish finder. Mm-hmm. Was that truly 82 degree water temp because as we all know, as the deeper you get, the colder it tends to be. So was that 82 on the first foot? Was that 82 Absolutely. on the first 10 feet? And would it, would an inch and a half of rain, which that's a, that's a lot of rain, but not a lot mm-hmm. of volume if you took the area of a lake of, of this size to, yeah. to bring it down six degrees, or did it just cool off the first 12 to 18 inches? Cooled off rain. The rain helped. We didn't. We didn't have rain for weeks. Correct. Vince, how many times did you put rain gear on this year since the beginning of the season? So usually we wear them all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I've had them on, on half half a dozen times, maybe. I, I remember out. it rained the Thursday after Father's Day, and then uh, it like the open, yeah. And then that was the last rain we had it. for three weeks. Mm-hmm. We've got our second rain, which was a poor rain today in the last five weeks at my house. Yeah, that's what's happened here. And, Hammered uh, up here again, too. We we had oh, like yeah. a 10-minute halfway soaker, and then it was done. That's Then the last one was like almost two weeks ago where we had a pretty decent Saturday of rain. And then it was another two weeks of, of just scorching weather. Yeah, which probably led us to around that Father's Day time that Vance was talking about. But okay, so I want to I want to get this hypothetical out for people to start thinking about this. Below eighty, eighty for a brief four days, and now it's back down to the I would consider seventy six to be mid seventies. Um, mm-hmm. When you start getting seventy seven, seventy eight, I start calling it upper seventies. Um, so you're back down the mid seventies. So the question I propose is. As soon as 79.9 clicks 80 in this example, were those fish automatically on a death sentence, knowing that hindsight, one rain event brought it down six degrees? The next question is that I propose would be, is water temperature the reason these fish are dying, or is it an oxygen depletion if you do, I mean, I could go down a whole bunch of things that, that are critical. Oh, there's so much we can because do Because yeah. I fight fish like I don't have a fish on. You do. I, I spin that drag right back, and I barely tug I them in. I wish my clients would do that more often. You don't lose as many fish doing that. So if the no. fish are, you know, the example that I keep saying is they're like, put a bag over your head and run a mile. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that makes sense. Well, what happens if that, you know, fill that bag with air, put it over your head, and start running? What happens if you just walk that mile? You might have mm-hmm. enough oxygen to make it. Yeah. If you don't horse them. I'm not suggesting yeah. that anybody play fish softly if they're fishing in 85, 87, 89, whatever water temperature. Mm-hmm. But there's some things there. I also heard a new uh, theory that if you don't catch them trolling in 80 plus water, the fish will have a better chance of surviving. Than if you if you caught them casting, yeah. Which is another yeah. blanket generic statement. I can understand mm-hmm. the rationale to that because mm-hmm. 
you see some of these guys, we've talked about it. They hook a fish on a figure eight, the bag's underneath them in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, yeah, they, they had two seconds of of hard running and if it's a small... but then you have a green fish flopping around in the most fatal water they can flop around in exactly it so there's you can go down every avenue here there's tons of places we can go with this yeah and we're gonna fun tonight yeah so some, some I things... got a lot to say okay well we're 44 <laughs> we're into a, this i purposely what about a what's that tin cough a tin cough and recycling that uh water that's being pulled from that first photo it's pulled from the first photo i saw somebody i don't look at that facebook that much but i looked and someone was like this is why saint Clair is the greatest thing on earth because of the uh recycling water troughs that they have in there yeah dude you're talking about something i never even heard of this 10 years ago this whoever posted whoever wrote that you let, let's go back 20 years to st Clair when it was really good you'd go up there and have 25 fish days on most any day you fished that's not happening right now it has nothing to do with the recycling water trough i mean i'm not saying it's not a bad thing to try but yeah, St. Clair, Clair, Clair seems to uh, have had its slowest years, um, at least. Dude, St. Clair has been of, good. Yeah, they've been. it's been good for like 50 years. <laughs> I know, and they've had some slow years, and they're using they've had some slow years. tin coffins, pulling yeah. that, that, that water from that first foot, so it would it's make coming people first foot. quit question exactly. like well there's there's oxygen depleted water there i'm not saying they're them. bad yeah no. i'm not saying they're bad but i'm not saying I, i'm going to jump one and throw one in my boat you know well i will say gonna... this on the, the years that i did that pmtt with dale we were allowed to put those fish in the uh in the live well we made a big 52 inch live well and i will say but i don't remember doing any any of them in you know they don't have them in the hot weather times it was always like a game. Like we would throw them in a live well. We'd take them to the judge boat and Dale would be like, okay, Todd, that's your job. Get that thing out of there. It was a battle. It was a more fun battle to get the thing out of the live well than it was to fight the fish, <laughs> you know, and you're trying to hold it and get it on the bump board. But I mean, it's just funny that someone would, I saw that guy post, I saw somebody post that about, well, you know, this is why St. Clair is the best one. We have these live tanks, these freshwater yeah. tanks that are drawing right mm. off the surface. I look at that as I another. Don't know. I look at it as, a, <laughs> as another tool to help release a fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and kudos to that. But I don't yes. think it. I don't think that it just wipes everything this lake clean. Yeah. Now, yeah. don't they make units that will put dissolved oxygen in water? Yeah, they blow. Mm-hmm. It would be like if you blew out a straw into the water. That's what you'd see in a fish tank. Right, but I think there's something called like the oxygenator or something that they, for bass fishing, they have them so they don't kill their fish that they throw in the live wells. There might be something yeah, that they can have do. Tablets and, yeah, I, it's like an electronic device or some sort. But yeah, I know Advance is thinking like that stone that you put in and you just bump air mm-hmm. and it just kind of. I mean, I applaud the effort. Yeah. Um, I don't think that that means. would be 
by no means of, you know, and I'm going to say this periodically because things get taken out of context. Am I suggesting that none of this water temperature stuff matters? Because I think what, what most people are equating as a water temperature issue is really a, a lack of dissolved oxygen. And mm-hmm. that, that comes with like severely bloomed algae. And it also comes mm-hmm. with um, high water temp. The, the dissolved oxygen just cannot be there. Please reference Kevin Jobs' few years ago podcast with us about water temp. He did a great job breaking that stuff down because, you know, the actual, I think he was saying, you know, I might have to go back and listen to it. It was like in the mid-70s when things started to get on the shaky side. But we, we picked the 80-degree mark as a, as a fishing community. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So someone trying to revive it in a tank and something like that, that's that's great. But it's also, remember a few years ago, a bag of ice that they'd throw in the net or whatever with the fish? Yeah. No, that, that got brought up Ice again. jugs and that got brought up again. Yeah, just because you cool the water doesn't mean there's automatically oxygen in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is an oxygen issue. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, you have to pick a temp here. Like, what's, what's the temp? Is it 80? Is it 75? Whatever, you know, we, we go with 80 up here. I think 80 is pretty much across the board. If you go with 75, some of the stuff that I saw when we were talking about this a couple weeks ago here, and this first started happening, close the season. uh, Yeah. Let's just close the season. So I can tell you, I've been, I've been fishing here for 40 some years I've been guiding here. This is my 14th year of having guide business. I've seen 80-degree water temps hit in June, July, August, and September. So should we just quit fishing? How can you predict what it's going to be? Vance and I are booking people out. 2021 right now. Yeah, a year in advance. And I have somebody show up. That drove from New Jersey last week. And, you know, everyone's on the, 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 you know, hot water thing. Am I supposed to tell this person that just drove eight hours to come fish with me for a day and a half? Can't go too hot. That's where, that's where we have to make tough decisions. We have to make tough decisions that we do. And we shut down for a few days. And we and we do do that. We just are not the social justice warriors that need to wear that on our chest yes. to be accepted because we are already OK with our person and we are OK with our moral mm-hmm. decisions because we know we are making the decisions in the correct manner Yes, with a with a with a functioning brain. But the big thing these For, people have to think about, I can't shut down and we, we can't shut down in an instant. Like, oh, there we are today. We're done. Well, that, okay, so we're staying here for a vacation. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, let's say, let's say, how many people do what we do for a living? Full time muskies, not a couple many. handfuls, couple, couple handfuls. hand, couple handfuls. There's mm-hmm. a couple people that do it. Todd and I do it. He's expressing that we do it. This is our life now. It is mm. very. It is a very tough decision for us to make to cancel these charters, and we do 
cancel charters. And we did cancel charters when it was the hottest we've ever seen it up here. Yes. Where Todd and I said, we can absolutely not do this, period. Mm-hmm. And even before that, when they do reach a temperature, uh, and, you know, sometimes we will say, okay, let's start at 6 a.m. then. Let's yeah. start at 5.30 a.m. and we're done at 11. I'm sorry. That's the best we can do right now, yeah. guys. We'll do half-day charters. Yep. I don't, I don't want to do, do this right now. We do, we've been doing that since we've known each other. And mm-hmm. you've been doing that for a long time, longer time yeah. than I have. Yep. Um, and we do take the moral, uh, the, the moral high ground with, when it comes to uh, the fish. Again, when, but again, there's people that don't see that. There's people that make assumptions, people mm-hmm. that have never met us. People that, mm-hmm. you know, hate us. When you're good at something, you're not right, you know. If, mm-hmm. if When it comes to a, a debate like this, if you're good at it, if you're on top of your game, you're, pe- people are not going to see your side of it. It's very yeah. much like Democrat-Republican with this. It's a dreaded but, thing every year. Like, oh, yeah, my God, I hate it. when when's the water temp going to hit this year? I mean, you know, I mean, I, the I, people I, are going to be... And we're was, booked the whole way through. That's our that's our life. That's what I we was, do. I yeah. was wishing for that. I was wishing <laughs> for this like three three months ago. You know, when I was like, yeah. I don't know what, what we're going to do this year. Mm-hmm. You know, we might not be able to provide for the family this year. I don't know if we're going to be able to work, Todd. You know, yeah. I hope that you know well, we yeah, hit those COVID, seasons. Yeah. I was like, I I can't wait till we hit the high water temperature season. I just want things to be back to normal. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it happens here. Um, and Todd and I take the correct measures. We are on a lake that is trib filled and underground spring fed. Um, and it cools off quickly and it usually mm-hmm. does not stay hot. Like these other places that are inland that have stocked muskies. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a beautiful high in elevation, natural body of water that does not hold that temperature for a long time. Highest which, in the country. <laughs> which lends, lends well uh, to being able to, uh, for us to, to do this. Um, so, like, for example, I canceled, uh, you know, like, last Thursday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, That's called, when we called it off. Yeah. We, we called it off. We did a half day. Called it off. Mm-hmm. Didn't fish again until Monday, let the rain come in all weekend, and boom, I hit the water launch, and I'm just like, this is freaking beautiful. It's 75 degrees. Yeah. You know, and it stayed consistent all the way until mm-hmm. today and tomorrow, and we're supposed to have a super hot day uh, this weekend. We'll see what happens. We'll make the yeah. right call. It's uh, going to dip always... right down in temperature and have a <laughs> bunch of rain. <laughs> that we always yeah. do. We'll make that call. Again, we do not put that out there. Well, you know, we don't need to put that out there on our on our social mm-hmm. media pages. This is a relationship. Being a guide, it's a relationship between you and your clients, mm-hmm. and it's an educational. You know, as guides, you're supposed to kind of be. I, I guess people will group us as a, uh, you know, to set an example. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's what also, it's also a business 
advance. I mean, yes. you know that. It's become a business. And when you have this stuff planned a year in advance and these people are coming, they already show up. Oh, it's yeah. really hard to call off within a day or two. You know, everybody that was post posting all that crap last weekend or whatever, you know, they were fishing on Sunday, but Monday it was no good. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing. Like eighty that really people, pisses me off. Like eighty percent of the people are new and will just follow the mm-hmm. lead of social media, and that's just what's yes. happening in musky fishing. Musky fishing has brought the social media has brought so many people into the sport, which is a fantastic thing. But they will mm-hmm. also read these things. And then just jump on the bandwagon, as Andy was saying. Um, yeah. They'll just jump right on it, and that's it. And it's ironclawed, and boom, done. Okay. So, like, for example, last week, it was heating up. And I think it was, like, Wednesday. This guy mm-hmm. had a week's vacation here. Mm-hmm. And he was staying on the Southern Basin, which was still water, stagnant, algae bloom, yeah. 85 Ed, degrees. Ed rained in three weeks. <laughs> I, haven't been so, under, I haven't been under that bridge in three weeks so he's got a half day booked with me no he's got a full day booked with me but i take him out for a half because of the water temperatures i was like i'll take you somewhere on the lake that you'll be able to hit up in these early morning hours and you won't have to worry about the water temperatures we go up into an area 76 77 catch fish casting they can swim off extremely fast he's his mind's blown you know, I was just like, yeah, so, you know, dude, like, if you want to come out and fish, you know, just hit it early like we just did. And then, yeah. you know, stop when it gets really hot. And that's something that comes with the education and being on a boat with the guide rather than making a, an assumption. Like, you just know the guy and uh, slandering their names and without even having met the person yeah, um, is is really, really terrible um to do but so that's just another example of of what we have to go through with running a business we still have to hold on to our morals um and Mm -hmm. we still have to this is our job and it's a job that thinks it's everybody you know would love this job you have the dream job you get the fish all day but it's always it's not always roses, you know. It's especially very, in Chautauqua. There's a lot of fucking float weeds. <laughs> very true. Um, yeah. But we, um, you know, we uh, we deal with it and we move on. And um, you know, that's just that's just how it is. So we again, we fit responsibly. We do everything in our power to save fish. Every musky fisherman does that. We are the biggest uh, advocators for catch and release or, or the musky guys to a point of insanity where if you would pick yeah. up your phone right now, you can read about it right now. And everybody is losing their effing mind. And it mm-hmm. is already such a bad year. And for this to already to, this to be put on top of it is just another yep. thing to get people angry. Yep. And it's just, dude, like, I mean, you can go back 20 years from now. I didn't even have a temperature. No one even had a temperature probe under depth finder. You, you were more apt to see a 22 pistol su- to subdue the fish than a temperature yeah. probe on your boat. 
I mean, honestly, like my Sylvan, it didn't even have a temperature probe on the thing that I fished with until, you know, 2000. Mm-hmm. When you wanted to go musky fishing, you went musky fishing. Have we, we learned not- more? Absolutely, we have more learned more. And I don't go places that I want to go. I'm searching the clear, clearer water. I mean, the last thing we want to do is kill fish. It's our life. It's our, it's our livelihood. Mm-hmm. It's a tough, the last it's a thing I want to do man. is kill fish. Yeah. You know, we had one today at the boat and that was just like, I'm not going to net that fish. I'm just going to, I'm going to grab it. And then it ended up getting off and they were a little bummed, but they got a big one right before that. So, but it was like, I'm not, you know, I'm doing everything I can to keep these fish in the water, you know, and I know Vance is doing the same thing. You know, I know you had some good days here recently and you're like, this is a, this is a repeat of last one. You already got a picture of this 38. Let's just pop it off. You know, oh, we're yeah. doing everything we can to do that, but mm-hmm. we, we cannot shut down in a second. Like, Oh, today's the day. Can't fish anymore. Sunday was fine. Monday's not. I can't do that. There's people that have traveled hundreds of miles. Mm -hmm. I had people from New Jersey and I had people from like Delaware. Like Texas. Texas (laughs) the other day. Yeah. I've had probably every state in the United States come and all they want to do is go try to catch a muskie. And I can't shut down an instant. If I got a little time, which is how we were able to shut down last week. Although we shut down and then we got an inch and a half of rain and water temperatures dropped. Which is, that's what we needed. Though. They don't understand. Yeah, we needed know. it. But again, we don't, of, we, don't, those, we don't, a lot of this stuff is stemming on social media. Okay? It's social media and it's a few people that have no clue. They have no job. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, they have no boat that they can even fish out of. And they just like to drum up drama. Either you're talking Maybe. about someone very specific that I don't know who it is, or uh, you're just broad strokes here. <laughs> I'm talking about a couple people specific. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean the the out the outcry for for us over the past uh, week was, you know, and and I and I I'm you know I was very touched and humbled by everybody that reached out to us. Yeah. And uh and and I and I appreciate all that stuff and um. They're the people that know uh, that we have good intentions out there and the people that we fished with and they're people that have learned from us and mm-hmm. they know exactly what the game is and, and, and how we play uh, and run this business. And um, then there's the other side that just kind of maybe is jealous. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I would uh, say you know, that there I, is, I heard, there is a definite element yeah, there. Like I heard, uh, you know, people say like, you know, you know, claiming that our trips were, you know, a lot of money, a lot of money. And, you know, be, because of uh, and we needed to pay for our <clears throat> sparkly rangers, you know, those things were thrown out there. It's just yeah. like just like yeah. absolute yeah. insane stuff. people fishing out of like 12 foot aluminum boat, 10 boats that sink. Yeah. Well, but like, you know, you don't know how hard it was for me to get to that point Mm -hmm. to be able to get a boat like that and get a sponsorship like that. Taking me 51 years to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. they just, they don't see that. They yeah. just jump to conclusions. Mm-hmm. You know, this is all work and all obsession and all dedication. That's all this is. Mm-hmm. This isn't handed. To, I'm, we're not in mommy and daddy's boat. We don't have mommy and daddy living. A, you know, we're not living in their house. This is all us. This is the three of us. Mm-hmm. AZ and Muddy Creek. Work. And he kind of just listens and he doesn't get to go fishing much, but well, yeah, but feel bad for Andy. Don't feel we bad are, for me. Hey. I live a great life. <laughs> I know you do. We will be looking it, forward to coming hunting at your place. Yeah. When, when you see it, when you see stuff like that, mm. it kind of burns at you. It does. Then you kind of, you're just like, God, if I could just like talk to that guy. Exactly. Then you realize they're, they wouldn't see it. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to have the conversation. No, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on social media and like, no, attempt to like approach someone like that. Yeah. I mean, some some of the people that wrote some stuff that I saw were were you know people that hmm. I mean I don't know. I've never, never met, met them. So so hateful. But you know I know people that do know them that are friends of mine and relatives of mine. And you know, if I had five minutes to talk to them, I think I could really quickly say, "Yeah, I see what I see. I see what you mean right there." You know, I've been shutting down for a year. I've been doing this for fourteen years on Chautauqua. I've been shutting down lots of. But where do you pick the time? I see people saying, "You know, seventy-five degree, just shut it down," just like we said earlier. So mm-hmm. let's just start. Let's just start in September, mid-September, because I've seen it in early September. I've seen it every month. How about we just quit fishing? Yeah. You want to make them safe? You want to make them real safe? If let's yeah. just quit fishing. There's more than enough muskies to go around out here at Chautauqua Lake. <laughs> and pretty much all the places that are stocked, you know, those places that sucked in like the Pennsylvania mm-hmm. hatcheries and Ohio's booming right now. And mm-hmm. um but I see comes- people fishing down there. Yeah, no, I mean those temperatures are in the six degree water temps, and, and I don't care if they are. I don't, I care. don't care if they are either. I mean, <laughs> I, you got to. I don't. Care. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what I like twenty years ago, I would never have thought of it because I didn't even have a temperature gauge. The first now, I got to start thinking about it, and well, yeah, but like change, know. you know. If I, this is a, a broad statement, but if you start within. If you look within and worry about yourself, life will take care of itself after that. Yeah. If you worry about yourself and that's it, you'll be more in tune to uh, coherent thoughts and having a happier life. If you worried about yourself rather than what else was going on. Yeah. Um, And it is, it is the most paranoid time of since the yeah. Cold War. Yeah, since the yeah. We live and in how, how about how about most like I think you'll agree to this. Last week when we shut down some trips, mm-hmm. when we by the time we could, it was the week after like a what just after the fourth there. That was the bit that I saw more musky boats. No doubt. It was the hardest time to try to fish 
like I'm trying to run a line. I got something going and I would turn around and I can't run the line. There was more mm-hmm. people fishing than anywhere. Now I'm not saying it was right, wrong, but, but you have the, people, there the were warriors that, that are saying like, Oh my God, shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't be going there. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, it's very, it's tough because it's hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, and people that made comments as such on mm-hmm. some social media posts that were sent to us mm-hmm. were out there fishing. They were out there fishing. And it yep. doesn't make sense. They were out there make... like they were out there the day before. Mm-hmm. They were out there the day before. Yeah, absolutely. The and day they're before, like, oh, the this weekend. happened. Yeah, this yeah. happened now. And not to talk Time about like, time. not to talk about like, bring up the past, but. Last year they did the same thing. Oh, the year beer. The year before they did the same thing. Dude, it was happening. I mean, for Christ's sake. Yeah. There was a Muskies Inc. tournament in the middle of July and the temperatures were eighty. There were like fifty effing boats on here. Here's people, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a little thing about fishing. that. Yeah. I'll give everybody you a little thing about fishing. that. There's a reason. This is the weekend. Like the, the Three Rivers chapter is coming up right now. Well, supposed to be. They canceled it. It's supposed to be this Saturday, Sunday, like starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That that started happening. I mean, like twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Like this is the best time to fish Chautauqua. That's why they moved the tournament to the middle of July. Mm-hmm. Best time to fish. And now it's canceled because of water temps. But we just our club just did it for it's canceled because of covid covid COVID, yeah 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 it's canceled because of covid but Mm -hmm. uh but again the hypocrisy the people commenting they're out there fishing the people that started the post they were out there fishing yeah text texting me where 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 deep 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 color size 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 send photos send photos send photos 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 and then i'll send everybody else photos that they could daisy chain you throughout the middle of the week Mm -hmm. you know just a a bunch of malarkey but again if you haven't fished with us and if you don't know somebody if you've never met them before don't make it look on the inside and worry about yourself and then you might have a better life where you don't have to be such a curmudgeon on Facebook and for it like odd hours at the times of day like throughout the entire day it's the middle of the week no one's at work they're just collecting collecting $600 or yeah. whatever and <laughs> just like talking to 11 a.m. boom comment and it just goes for 24 hours I mean it's just it's just insane but no everybody that we have the muskie's best interest in mind and we do make the right calls we just are not we are okay with ourselves inside to make the correct moral decision we don't have to act so self-righteous and for the people that are posting and saying shut down not fishing they're not booked oh, yeah, 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 yeah. there's not we've many talked people about that, that. Do, there's not many people that, that yeah there's yeah. not people that do this full time mm-hmm. i'm gonna shut down my guide business i'm like okay so you're gonna shut off your five trips yeah for the year okay yeah, whatever this good yeah every mm-hmm. now 
you got your likes, all that stuff. You're the best. Congratulations. Uh-huh. Whatever. From all the way from New Jersey over to Minnesota. Kudos to everybody. But uh-huh. we're still running here with the Muskie's best interest in mind and the client's best interest in mind and teaching and setting a good example on the water. And we preach releasing so much. And, you know, the, honestly, play out the fish thing. I don't do it. I say turn the damn fish. Get it in here. And try, try to get it in. Mm-hmm. I want that thing to swim in here so we can net it real quick or re- water release it quickly. Uh, I want that thing turned. You know, I always say that when we're trolling or casting. I'm like, don't play. The, it's going to get off, you know, if you do that. Yeah. Unless you're an experienced angler. But turn the damn thing. Get it in. Oh, the thing didn't fight. Yeah, well. The- yeah, that's another hard thing. You deal with a guide because I'm just like, okay, let's just get it in here. Let me pop the hook. And they're like, I want to get a picture. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's part of my life. That's what we do. You know, it's a 32-incher. It's a guy's first muskie, kid's first muskie. Yeah. That stuff happens mm-hmm. in our in our job. That's what happens in our job. Our job is to get people... The real muskies in, yeah. Take pictures. They want a picture. <laughs> some people you can convince. I did a trip with the guys, some guys the other day, and we got like five, and they had no interest in getting picture of any of them. They took pictures of it in the water because they were pretty fish and all, but they've caught muskies before. Then you take the right person out, and you know I can't just like, can I pop this off? Thirty-two incher. This is the, the kid's never caught anything bigger than an eight-inch perch in his life. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a fish of a lifetime. Now I got to bring it up. That's part of the life of a guide. Are we hard on fish? I'm a lot harder. I'm, I'm a lot harder on fish being guide than I was when I'm just a fisherman. But that's the life that we chose to do as a, you know, being a guide. Mm-hmm. I can't deny those people that. Mm-hmm. I got to pick up a 32 incher and those are the ones that bite you and freaking cut you and mm-hmm. flip around. But I'm like, I did last. <laughs> I want to do is grab this fish, but yeah. do you guys, yeah. you want me to we wrap this up in a, in a monologue here? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I wanted you guys to get everything that you wanted out. And, uh, I think that's, that's some of it. There's more. There's more of it, but I think that that's that's good enough for now. So I'm going to quote a very wise man in my life, and Vance is going to know who this is. Uh, uh, His name is Mr. Kenobi. I thought you were going to say Todd Young. uh, Did -hmm. you say only a Sith deals with absolutes? (laughs) Yeah. No, I didn't say that. (laughs) Okay. So some things, like going back to my critical thinking portion of this, this is like a critical thinking uh, sandwich here. Critical thinking, personal experience, back to critical thinking. To absolutely leave 80 degrees as the baseline, you see 80 uh-huh. and you get out there and you preach to everyone to stop, stop, stop. You're dealing with an absolute. As the example I gave earlier, it was over 80 for four days. It wasn't four days, but we're using four. Um, and then it was right back down to the mid seventies. Was that 80 degree water any different that one day than the, than another day? 
Well, you, one could argue the temperature. There might have been an oxygen difference. There might have been a whole bunch of difference. There might have been no difference. The problem is we don't know because we can't see the chemistry of the water. We can only measure mm-hmm. one aspect of it, and we're basing a decision off that. So an absolute 80 degree, I'm not convinced that that's the determining factor right from the get-go. Two, another thing to think about. Let's just say you're preaching all this stuff, stop fishing, whatever, and you see a guy out there and you give him a hard time and doing whatever. And let's just say that guy through the conversation, should you, you know, hypothetically, the guy's like, yeah, I was out here fishing. I haven't caught a fish in 10 years. Maybe he sucks at musky fishing. If he doesn't catch a fish in 80-degree water, <laughs> how many fish did he hurt? There's a lot of that going around, I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, so just because someone's out there fishing doesn't mean they're killing. <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, Vance, and I had the, Vance and I had a night there right at the end when we were trying to shut down, and we both went out, and neither of us got a fish that evening charter. We're like, oh, didn't kill any tonight. We got through that one good. We had fish on, but they got off, and it was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> so is it worth yeah. Yeah. Is it worth talking down and getting on a high horse, you know, your soapbox, so to speak, to preach to someone who literally might just do this very sparingly and for some personal enjoyment? You know, exactly. and and you don't know everyone's case. I mean, I'll go into a very specific, you know, example. I don't know if this actually fits someone that guy could be out there because him and his wife got into a knockout drag out fight. And he's like, screw this. I'm flipping the boat over. I'm going out to the weed edge and I'm going to cast it. And he just wanted to get away to cool off. So he doesn't get a domestic on his record. And then you come yeah. motoring up to tell him you should stop fishing. <laughs> that yeah. could be a really bad thing. It could for be you really bad because he's just like, yeah, I blew the dust off of grandpa's old steel rod with the one to one drive mm-hmm. ratio. Just let me go out here and do this. So really extreme example, but if you don't, I'm trying, you know, we're we're trying to pay, pay attention to this new science of 80 degrees. That's the magic number, right? You brought it up. Mm -hmm. 79, 79 is okay. 80 isn't, I don't know, but we're trying to pay attention to that. But man, you just go back 20, 25 years you didn't have any of this stuff. When you wanted to go musky fit, you know when you went musky fishing? When you wanted when you, to when you wanted to go musky fishing. <laughs> right. Didn't yes. think about any of this. And I'm trying to take this, I'm trying to uh you know, I'm trying to put this into what we're doing now, and I've been dealing with it for all these years. And yes, we shut down. We'll do what we can. But I can't do it on an instant. Yeah. So another example would, would, would be not all waters created equal. So mm-hmm. again, I'm taking the person that just blanket statement something. I don't know for a fact, but I've heard that rivers, even if they get up to 80 degrees, because they are moving, dissolved oxygen generally, like the, the water temperature is more uniform throughout the depths. Mm-hmm. Not... 100%, but it's going to be more homogeneous. 
I've heard people say if you fish rivers, it doesn't matter the water temp because the oxygen's the same. Well, yep. I don't know. I mean, I can tell you I this. I, I can tell you this right now. Uh, Jumpin' Jimmy, I believe, was caught in 87 degree water temperatures. If you remember the story of Jumpin' Jimmy. Yeah, 87. Oh my god. 87. <laughs> but you want to know something? I That's j- like a hot tub. I jump I I I if you remember this Todd, I sent you the video. Yeah. That mm-hmm. fish kicked off maybe 5 yeah. seconds cuz I jammed the GoPro down mm-hmm. in when we put it after we took photos. I didn't know a dang thing about water temperature in 80. It no. was just it was it was late August. Go fishing. And go fish. And that fish yeah. jumped two times like a tarpon. Wow. And we we had it out for some photos. I mean, we had it out of the water for what would be a normal time frame, 10, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. He put it in the water. He held the tail. I jammed the GoPro in the thing, and it just went bloop, right down in the depth. Did yep. the fish die? <sighs> I, I honestly, I don't know. The fish swam away. I don't know. And I don't know. if know. it flipped up and died, I'm going to tell you this right now. This might be not a popular thing. That fish isn't going to live forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, and, and you it go just back, isn't. <laughs> yeah, and you go back thirty years if you'd have caught that fish. You know what happened to it? It wouldn't have lived you forever. Would, <laughs> you would have clubbed it on the head and you throw it in the bottom of the boat. You know. Yeah. So it, at that point, you know, no. if we want to keep them safe, don't go fishing. We ever need to quit fishing. Mm-hmm. And then see but how much money comes up. into the industry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing that. But <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but I mean, really, that's the extreme. That, that's it. I, we didn't even have these this I heard, 25 years ago. I I'm trying another, to pay another thing where uh, when it's hot, everybody can catch them. That was a great. Uh, like oh, yeah. You just go out and just crank them. Yeah. 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 You can just catch that. Just, then I that see these super. boats out here that are out here doing it, even though, you know, like I said, those, those hot days mm-hmm. early, early last week, those hot days were the busiest days I saw mm-hmm. on this lake. I was trying to quit the chargers. You and I were trying to shut things down, but you can't do it. And people already just drove. Yeah. Wait, then eight yeah. hours to come here. And we did shut it down because it was as hot as I've seen. Yes, in my, absolutely. you know, fourteen years of being here, but it, th- those were the busiest days I saw, and the, those cool. people, there were people fishing everywhere. Do this, you know. We we do this every day. Mm-hmm. I certainly do, um, and I see what happens out on the water. I understand how these fish react. I don't do anything to put them in harm's way, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the thing that bothers me the most is the hypocrisy when you see those people uh, that are fishing and yeah. they're commenting like they're not. And that really, really, the only thing that bugs me. Yeah. Like I said, I don't care what, what a muskie fisherman thinks of me. And I don't, I don't care for the other guys out there fishing, but when I am, it's noted that this is hypocrisy and you go out and say something and do the other. That really, that is just that bothers me. Yeah, that bothers me because you're just a mm. snake. You know, you're a snake, yeah. and and it just I wasn't raised that way, and mm. um, I wish people weren't raised that way because you know, 
think that the world would be a lot better place. But at the end of the day, when it comes to all this stuff and you're putting it out there, remember people are reading this all over the place and uh, there's just people have a lot of time on their hands now more than ever. And um, just know that the people that are coming into it, uh, you're, they're reading this and taking it as scripture, you know, as Bible, as gospel. And um, it's not good. Uh, it's not good for, for the industry, in my opinion. Um, and especially if you don't practice what you preach. And that's where the, the hypocrisy messes with me. And that's the only, only thing that I care about that, that gets under me skin, you know. And that I, I don't I don't give a shit. But mm-hmm. uh, the hypocrisy, you can have your opinion if you want to have a nice discussion. That's cool. But just don't be a hypocrite. And I'm, I'm cool with that. And again, Todd and I are doing this full time. We love muskies. We donate to muskies, Inc. We, we're the biggest backers of muskies, Inc. in our chapter. You know, uh, and for us to take heat like we did over um, over this past week was amazing. It's very motivating and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's really terrible to put fire under somebody who's very driven. So, um, I am super excited about the rest of the season and I just had some bang up days on the water out here because of all this and, uh, it was lovely, you know, Oh, it was so lovely. I just like had, I was just, I was just in my own and I felt alive. It was wonderful. So good deal. All right. So I got a few more things I want to try to do to wrap up. Um, so more hypotheticals for people to think about, you know, critical thinking before, you know, I, I think it's important to try to educate, you know, people on what we feel is the, the most recent science. Um, if you, if you go back like, 50 years. Think back from what we know today, 50 years ago on just about any subject, you're going to say, what were we thinking back then? Like Mm. science has evolved so much and I'm sure we are making enormous mistakes with handling these resources right now that we'll find Mm -hmm. out in 25 years. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so great strides have been made. Um, I don't want to go out and say that I'm going to crucify anybody because they make a decision to do what's legal. And I understand that just because what's legal doesn't mean it's right. Absolutely. Um, so some things to think about. What if your water was just naturally low in oxygen and that you could have a high mortality rate at 65 degrees? I don't know any water that's like that, but yeah, going back be. to thinking of we're using water temperature to dictate mortality of fish when it's really an oxygen issue. And this oxygen issue is what happens if you have some water that has high oxygen to 90 degrees? I know that dissolved oxygen changes, uh, you know, what it could be held as the water goes up, but there's more than enough capacity at 80 plus degrees to keep a muskie alive in ideal, perfect lab conditions. So that's a gray area anywhere you go. So to yeah. have someone down in Kentucky say you got to shut this down 
Meanwhile, there's some lake up in Canada that just had ice off two weeks ago. You know, maybe that's an extreme. Yeah, it, well, yeah, Andy, it's an extreme, but I mean, you got to look at it like these fish, there's a fish, people, they live in different uh, elements. So is, is there a difference between a fish that grows up in Kentucky and lives in Kentucky water? That might not ever water? see ice. Yeah. And then you take the fish up there. So you put a, a number out there, let's say 80, 80 degrees. Well, m- maybe that fish down in Kentucky, 80 degrees might not mean anything to that fish. It's like athletes he, in Denver. He lives in that all summer. He lives in that all summer long. You know, when you're talking about 75 degrees, I mean, Chautauqua Lake stays at 75 most all of the summer. Usually not long after the opener until early, mid-September. I mean, the fish, you know, someone that lives down here, a fish that lives here, the fish that lives there. I mean, there's got to be differences. <laughs> Yeah, there has yeah, to be, gotta be a, oh, that's, adaptations. That's, yeah. pro- that's the problem. There's not enough science behind what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it's a niche. This is such a small community, and there's really not a lot of money backing the muskie industry, except for things like the except for like muskie's ink chapters. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because uh, we're still growing and still learning. Um, and we're in the golden years of muskie fishing. Maybe in 25 years, it's just like, yeah, dude, we don't fish for them at all. You know, that's yeah, that's, that's just, how it goes. We just don't fish muskies. Yeah. Well, maybe that maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe that's maybe that's what we learn. You know, maybe our electronics. Um, Think about that. What happens if the electronics? Not only, I mean, you're getting live scope imaging. What happens if you had a fish finder that could give you a dissolved oxygen rating? You put in your species, boop, there yeah. it is. It's giving you a parts <laughs> per million. And they're like, hey, this is, this is something there, three feet down, six feet down, 20 feet down. How about, and, and that's, that's a, uh, that study is, is happening in, in areas. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we'll see what happens. But like, you know, we just had John Anderson on talking about how to clotterize a bleeding lung out of a fish. And it got discredited because of many different factors. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's going to happen. The same thing. There's just not a lot of he was he was disappointed because there wasn't as many case studies behind it or different. Uh-huh. It was it was they, they cut a gill when he was just saying like it was a flesh wound versus a gill cut. That was like yeah. the, the deciding a, factor. What it, what it, what? Yeah. But there wasn't enough case studies with it and there wasn't enough on the water experience behind it. That's uh-huh. the thing that sucks about it. And that couldn't get done but even with this water temperature thing there's there's years of research that needs to be done mm-hmm. not just one study there needs to be years and years and maybe a lifetime um years of different uh for us to get for us to know, get this get yeah. this right so the people can't... aren't so the people aren't bickering about the 80 degree mark there mm-hmm. needs to be more more stuff with that but is it going to happen i doubt it you know what yeah. do we do? Do we do we donate all our money instead of minnows? Do we do we donate it to um, research, research projects? Research yeah. projects, you know. Stop the stocking. Let's do research. Let's see what happens. You know, that's that's some. It, there is 
years that need to happen in this in in research for for the water temperature all we know is personal experience and what we see happen with our catch and release um, i know there's a big difference you can't relate a fish that that lives up in ontario to a fish that lives down in yeah and that's the that's what comes kentucky i mean you what, can't that's what comes they're totally them, different know. species kentucky they're they're living 15 years max 13 years max you go up into Ontario, they're living 30 years max. So these are totally different species. They're, it, it, it's still musky. It's, it's mind-boggling mm-hmm. to think how much study needs to be done. It's like looking up and seeing yeah. stars. And or, Vance, do you just freaking go fishing? Well, yeah, people have been doing that <laughs> I mean, for years. You know? That's what you do. But I'm just saying, like, for yeah. all this to stop, there needs to be this unbelievable research and it needs to be per state per body of water yeah, for people to really never, know you know and it's not gonna happen there's no there's nothing backing it you know and that's people release sucks them about now. It. so all we know is what's happening at our feet at that time uh with the muskie and it's a lot like covid if you're not comfortable don't go yeah yeah but so- don't Jag on someone that's like not wearing a mask, <laughs> you know. So, couple couple other things, you know, to kind of think about. Mm-hmm. Um, critical thinking again. I'm going to try to wrap these up here so we can end this show at an hour and thirty three. Um, yeah. The so. Money that comes in to fund fisheries and stuff generally comes, every state's different, comes from license sales. And I'm just going to use, again, broad strokes. I don't want to go personal accounts on this one. So broad strokes. Say that guy that is coming in, going, I don't know, to a family place. They got a rowboat or whatever. And they were he was going to buy a license for him, his wife, and take the kids fishing or something like that. But because of the hounding of 80 degrees and finding out whether it's right or not, if it truly is 80 degrees on the lake, the guy doesn't know. He's just in and from out of town. He wants to take the kids fishing. Missing, missing out on the opportunity because of what, what might be a good, good sound reason on paper but might not work well in real life this 80 degree mark crucifying anybody. He might now not buy two licenses, his and his wife's, and he might not take his kids fishing, which could be one, two, three, whatever. Those, there were two opportunities there that the state missed out on getting more funding. That funding goes to paying wages, uh, maintenance, stocking, anything into the budget of fishing to discourage fishing to the point of some guy that might on an off chance catch a fish because of mm-hmm. water temperature. I think you have to weigh it out personally. I'm not going to give my personal thing on that. Is it worth that may or may not save one muskie's life to discourage a family which may or may not have those kids addicted to fishing, which then they would then ask their dad in following years, depending on the age, I want to buy fishing gear. 
I want to go take them fishing. Yeah. I'm going to take my kids fishing. Again. The kids, every kid that I knew just about in high school, at least by knew that I hung out with high school was trying to buy as much fishing gear as they could because you can do it every day of the year, whereas hunting you can't. I'd say fishing is more of a early kids kind of thing until you can actually get your Mm -hmm. feet wet in hunting. And then at least I've seen that transition. But there is, for people who don't know, and we pay into this, it's called the federal excise tax. I just filed our quarterly payment. It was a lot of freaking money we sent to the federal government. Dingle Johnson takes care of the fishing side and Pittman Roberts does the hunting side. And we pay a certain percentage of every bait sold and we got to keep records and we, we cut a check and we fill out this form and we submit it all and we send in a check. And I'm going to say this, it's not like it's a $20. It's It's thousands of dollars a year we pay just us. And we're not big thousands Mm -hmm. of dollars a year. We pay into that. And that money gets put into a pool and it gets divided up through the states. So taking away what might be one family's thing adds up to dollars into conservation and research. Again, just to maybe tell the guy, hey, man, congratulations, you went out fishing, your kids had a good time, whatever. You know, sometimes it's better to bite your tongue. Look at the situation. You can't treat everything as absolutes. Now, I'm going to take this one step further. I don't want to get too too personal account again. How many people buy a fishing license that step on your guys' two boats? Another 100 people a year that might not have? More than that, probably. More, More than, than that. that. Yeah. Okay, so I just Between gave the two a, of us? Yeah, maybe, probably. Probably 250. That, might, that may not have already bought a fishing license. Or mm-hmm. now they're buying an out-of-state fishing license. This this is the kind of thing. So I just gave a, a small family example. What mm-hmm. if one of your clients says, this was fun. I'm going to take my kids doing this now. So then now they're mm-hmm. buying from wherever home state they are. It might be New York. It might not be. And now the kids are hooked. And they're buying hooks and bobbers and rods and reels. And now that adds up yeah. to what might have been a couple thousand dollars in sales to that family over the next few years. Well, that couple thousand dollars equals $100 to the state or the federal government, mm-hmm. and it goes down to the state. This is kind of important. You can't sit here and cut your nose to spite your face. Yeah. You ne- this, yep. this is not a thing of absolutes. And mm-hmm. the fact is most places are a put-and-take fishery. You, most people, I think, know that, but they just discount it. These fish are not sacred. They are something that we hold high in, in high regards, but they're not sacred. Yes. This is a blood sport. You can't mistake in it. Catch and yep, release fishing is. is probably worse <laughs> for the fish than killing it because you kill the fish, yep. it's done. It's only been in recent years that this has become a thing. I don't. You don't worry about it when you're walleye fishing. You mm-hmm. drop them in the box, it's over. You 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 kill them, you eat them. That's the way it's been. When a <laughs> yeah. fish gets caught by an eagle, the eagle isn't like, well, that's fun, and he lets go of his talons. <laughs> yeah. It's a blood yep. sport, but it's an acceptable blood sport accepted mm-hmm. by the masses more people approve of fishing than they do of hunting in this country mm-hmm. and uh, you start painting this narrative it could be a really gray area to where it could start swaying some people be like no this is this is why would you guys do this to these fish it it again there are times that you need to say something there are times you might yeah. want to gently nudge some people in a direction 
it mm-hmm. gets very difficult when you start looking backing up on the bigger picture. Cause I see a lot of stuff behind the scenes as I tried to explain with how a family could then cultivate a lot of money for conservation. Yeah. We're on the right track. Are we perfect? Absolutely not. We are going to look back on these days and say, what were we thinking? But we're trying our best with what we know right now. And yep. that's what I'm going to end with is that. Yep. So, well, you go back and I'll, I'll just put one little thing in there. You go back 40 years ago when, you know, the, the muskies you kept were the ones that were legal. Mm-hmm. That's what people did. Yeah. I mean, there's that, I mean, that, that, that's just what you did. And let me tell you, Muddy Creek over the last 15 years or so could have made a real dent in Chautauqua Lake by keeping legal fishery by keeping anything that was legal hundreds of them every year mm-hmm. over 40 inches now I would never dream of doing it but that's the reality that's what used to go on we're we're working through it you're learning about this stuff before we even had temperature probes blah 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 yeah yeah that... I don't know so I'll I'll wrap this one up because I have something else to say. There are more muskies now than there ever has been. Absolutely. <laughs> they do not live forever. Keep that in mind. Nothing lives forever. I'm not saying kill everyone, but just know if you do have one die, you can feel bad, but life goes on. Yeah. yeah. Circle of life. It was going to be turtle food or something else anyway, eventually. <clears throat> so, all right. Big thanks to Fatty Z Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guide, St. Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vicks Marine Sports Center, and Muskies Inc. And uh, with that, thanks for everyone for uh, listening. Good luck fishing if you choose to do so. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.